You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 145. Today we're going to be dealing with four questions about writing. These questions have come in from listeners and uh, questions about writing, kind of, you know, a wide range of of questions, but um, I think they're interesting and I think they're worth dealing with because these are actually questions that I get fairly often in regards to the arena of writing. So if you're considering um, starting a blog or if you're considering start, you know, writing a book, um, you know, hopefully we'll be able to help you with when we answer these questions. And as we get started, I want to let you know that this episode of Leading and Learning is brought to you by my book, Street Cop. Street Cop is a collection of first-person, true stories from my law enforcement career. These stories... Uh, some will amuse you and some will disturb you, but they let you know what's going on, really going on in suburbia. Uh, I was a police officer for almost 30 years, and this book contains some of the most exciting moments of my career. So if you like the TV show Cops, you'll love Street Cops. So check it out. There'll be a link in the show notes. And we are dealing with four questions about writing. And again, these questions came in from listeners, and I thought they were interesting enough to to address them. And these are also questions that um, I've gotten more than once. These aren't just one-time questions. First one, question number one, what tools do you use when you're writing? Well, first of all, let me talk about the idea of blogging. Um, You know, blogging... You know, when people think of writing, they immediately jump to uh, writing a book. But blogging is a great way to um, train yourself as a writer, to begin building an audience, and begin building a platform. And my recommendation for uh, for for creating a blog is a self-hosted WordPress site. Um, you use one of their themes. You use one of their builds, uh, which are very, very simple to use. WordPress.com will kind of walk you through that. But you can get a WordPress-themed site and then have it hosted on whoever, whichever server you want to have it hosted on. Or you can have it hosted through WordPress. But WordPress is the standard in blogging software. And I encourage you to Take a look at it. There's other ones out there, but uh, for my money, I always come back to WordPress. Um, I've been using their 
their sites for years. It's an easy software to use. Um, it's a very easy one to get in and post blogs and to update your blog. And uh, so again, I, I recommend that. Now, as far as tools for taking your level to writing to another level, if you're if you're looking at writing a book, then um, I recommend you know one of two softwares. Uh, the one that I use, the one that I've written most of my books on, or at least the last um, five or six, is Scrivener. Scrivener is an amazing software designed for writers, and I'm, I'm giving them a plug. I'm not getting anything out of this, but uh, but you know it's a forty-five dollar one-time purchase. Um, upgrades after that are free, but it's an amazing software designed for writers. Whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction, Scrivener is designed for you. Um, it it helps you format your book. It helps you divide it into chapters. It's uh, just basically everything a writer would want you find in this software. And I doubt that I've even tapped into all the features it has. It works for me for both fiction and nonfiction. And so um, I highly recommend it. It's available um, for both uh, Mac and for Windows. I've got the Mac version, but, um, but it is also available in Windows as well. So um, check Scrivener out. Now, if you don't want to spend the money, if you don't want to spend forty or forty-five dollars on a software package, but you've already got uh, Microsoft Word, well, that's a great word processor. I mean, use Microsoft Word. There's nothing wrong with writing a book in that. Um, you know, the formatting's not as easy, but you know, it's not bad. It's not a bad software. So. You know, if, if you don't want to spend the money and you're just getting started, write in Word. No problem at all. But, um, you know, I would say you might want to go ahead and go to, depending on where you're going to publish, and we'll talk about that in just a second, um, depending on where you're going to publish, you might want to go ahead and look and see what their requirements are for publishing. Because that's one of the things about Scrivener is they take care of the formatting for you, at least in the area of an ebook. Um, when you're writing in Scrivener and you get ready to publish, if you're self-publishing and you're doing it right directly to Kindle, it actually formats it for you and uploads it directly to Kindle. So it makes it a little bit easier. Now, if you're, you're going to go and create a, a paper copy or if you're self-publishing and you want to have a print-on-demand option, that's a little bit different, but, uh, but there's, you know, for for my money, it's hard to beat Scrivener, but if you don't want to use that, go with Microsoft Word. So, question number one: What tools do you use? And I, you know, for for blogging, a WordPress site, um, WordPress.com kind of walk you through that, and then for for actually writing a book, either Scrivener or Microsoft Word. All right, number two: What are the differences between writing fiction? In nonfiction, you know, <laughs> this is an interesting question because you know I, I'd written um, a number of nonfiction books and then recently started writing fiction. I think I have seven nonfiction books, um, and now I've got two novels out and a couple more coming. So, um, you know, the differences are very significant in some ways, and in other ways they're not really that significant at all. Um, Writing is writing. You're still putting 
words on a screen. Uh, you still have to use good grammar. You have to, um, you know, know how to put sentences together and put paragraphs together. And it's got to be cohesive and organized. And you have to be able to write in such a way that it's engaging and people want to read it. But there are some significant differences between fiction and nonfiction. Uh, for me, nonfiction tends tends to be a little bit more formalized. Uh, I write when I write nonfiction, I write from at least a simple outline. Um, it might be, and the outline might just be the chapter titles. But I've got a, a basic structure of where I want to go. Um, for example, my book New Testament Snapshots. Um, the outline was composed of the characters. I think there's 12 of them. And the outline was, the, those were the main, each chapter was a, a particular New Testament character that most of us don't know that much about. And so that was the main point of the outline, each character. And then I would go in and break it down a little bit more and, and, and add a few points about what I wanted to cover about each particular person. And that is, when you've got a good outline, especially for a nonfiction book, the book writes itself. Um, same thing for my book, um, Reflections on the Resurrection. I had a good outline, and it was, uh, you know, a very easy book to write. Now, that one's a little bit interesting because even though I did use an outline, most of the chapters from Reflections on the Resurrection came from blog posts. And, you know, it's actually... A lot of people don't realize that blogging will actually help you write a book. If there's a particular subject that you're passionate about and you start a blog on it and you write a 500-word blog, you know, two or three times a week, gosh, within six months or less, you're going to have a manuscript for a book. So, you know, that's something to think about. So, for nonfiction, I like working from an outline. For fiction, some fiction authors will, will, will detail their story. They'll write out a really extensive um, outline. Uh, what I found what works for me is I have a basic idea of where I want the story to go. I have a character list, and I've got several scenes in my mind for, for, for what I want to see happen, and I know um, where, where the book's going to start, and I've got a pretty good idea of where it's going to end. And in the middle, in my mind, I'll usually see some snapshots of scenes or some situations that the characters are going to find themselves in, and then as I write, I just let them work it out. And that, that seems to have worked pretty well for me. And in, in talking to other authors of fiction, they they do the same thing. So there's, there's, you know, some people that, like I say, in, in, even in fiction, they'll use an extensive outline. For me, it doesn't work quite like that. So, if, if, if I had to say there were, 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 were big differences between fiction and nonfiction, uh, nonfiction is a little bit more formalized. Uh, fiction is, I'm telling a story. Um, in nonfiction, I still want the writing to be good and crisp and engaging. Um, I want it to, you know, keep the writer or, or the reader interested. Uh, fiction, that's the reason people are reading the book. They want to be entertained. So it's got to be a good uh, story. The characters have to be well-developed. The story has to be cohesive and make sense. And 
Of course, depending on what you're writing, it's got to be exciting. It's got to be interesting. It's got to the characters have to be people that we care about. So fiction and nonfiction. Um, you know, in fiction, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to teach some things. Of course, I think every novel writer would tell you that. But the main thing in not in fiction is you're trying to entertain. In nonfiction, you're trying to teach. You're trying to tell somebody something. Even if it's I was I was actually talking with somebody recently about writing a, a memoir. They went through a very uh, traumatic physical situation in their life that required some surgery and and uh, I mean it was life threatening and and they were talking about maybe writing a book and putting it in in book form to help people. Well, that's that's very important. I mean, that's that what a great thing to do. But telling that story is is going to teach, it's going to encourage, it'll probably entertain some, but it's also going to take people on a journey and let them know that, you know, hey, this person went through this, but you know, you if you went through this, you could you could handle it too. So, what are the differences between writing fiction and nonfiction? Uh, I think we dealt with that. Number three, self-publish or find a traditional publisher. Uh, my first four books are published with a traditional publisher. Uh, I sent out uh, manuscripts and, and cover letters to a number of publishers. Uh, I don't think I got as many rejection letters as some authors that I hear about. I hear some about talk about getting rejected 20, 30, 40, 50 times. I don't think I got rejected, but maybe 5 or 10. Um, and it was probably less than 10, really. And then I found a publisher, a small publisher, that was, was actually willing to take on uh, my, my first book, and then my second book, my third, my fourth. Um, but unless somebody comes and throws a lot of money at me, I'll probably never go back to a traditional publisher. Uh, self-publishing is easier than it's ever been. The author makes more money. And um, like I say, my first four books were traditionally published. My last uh, five or so uh, have been self-published. And that's that's probably, you know, what I'm going to do is continue to do it that way. Um, you know, what I found with uh, with traditional publishing you know, for a book that was fifteen or twenty dollars, I'd make a dollar or dollar and a half a copy, um, and you know that's just not a lot of money. And don't get me wrong, unless your name is Stephen King or uh, John Grisham or you know one of these other really famous art authors, you're not going to make a lot of money writing, but you can make, you know, a living. And you can make money, and it, you know there is money to be made. But let's not think that just because you write a single book, you know you're going to be set for life. It doesn't work that way. But with traditional publishing, um, I found that uh, you know they did they did some of the work for me, but I was still doing a lot of the work. And you know, as far as selling it and marketing it, you know, because my name wasn't a big name, they weren't spending a whole lot of money marketing it for me. So I found that with uh, through ebook and then with uh, with Amazon print on demand, you know, I'm making you know more money per copy. I'm making you know seventy five percent or seventy five percent you know a return from uh, from self publishing. So it's never been easier. It's never been easier to write, and it's never been easier to publish. 
But again, you have to be the one to sell it. You have to be the one to market it. It falls on your shoulders. Um, and if you're a good salesperson and you know how to, to, do, to do the marketing, then you're probably going to do well. Um, if you're not, well, it's still good to have a book out there. It's, uh, it's definitely an accomplishment. But, you know, what I, what I always tell authors is, you know, you've written that one book. What about a second one? And what about a third one? What about a fourth one? Um, if we're going to be an author, that means we write. And so that kind of leads us to our next question, in, uh, and it's this, the last one. What is the best way to write a book? I had this question just the other night. Somebody said, look, I've been thinking about writing a book about this. What's the best way to do it? And I said, well, start writing. And they said, well, I don't know about this. And I don't know. I said, it doesn't matter. Start writing. You can go back and organize it and change it and tweak it and edit it later, but start writing. And if it seems like a huge thing, if it seems like this big, big deal to write a book, start a blog. Start a blog. Write a 350 or to 600 pay or 600 word uh, post a few times a week and start putting that material together. Because if you'll focus on a really good blog for six months, you know, in six months, you'll have a good start, maybe even the entire manuscript to your book. Then all you have to do is take it and put it together and edit it and tweak it, and you've got a manuscript ready to publish. But how do you write a book? What's the best way to write a book? You start writing. And, you know, I'm always amazed when when I read uh, maybe a novel or a, or a book by, by a newer author and find you know, a lot of grammatical errors and spelling and, and stuff like that. And listen, you'll find those in my books too. You know, I mean, it's I, there's, I've, I've missed things. But really, I've got no excuse because there's grammar check and there's spell check and I have people edit it for me. But sometimes things still slip through the cracks. And, you know, I decided a long time ago I can settle on having the perfect manuscript, which means it'll probably never get published, or... I can have a really good manuscript, and there's probably a couple of things going to slip through there. There may be a typo or so slip through there, a misspelled word occasionally. Maybe even, you know, forget a word here and there. But I published nine books, and a couple more coming real soon. So um, don't, don't focus on, don't think everything has to be perfect. Get started working. So... What tools do we use? We talked about that. What are the differences between writing fiction and nonfiction? Self-publish or try and find a traditional publisher. And uh, we'll probably come back and talk about this one a little bit more at length later, maybe even do an entire episode on it. Because uh, when, when, when I talk to people and, and, and something that the questions that I get, really people want to know about self-publishing. There's been this stigma over the years about self-publishing that you're not really an author if you self-publish. But but I think that notion's being turned on its head every single day. There are many, many, many authors that are making a decent living and selling books as traditional or uh, self-published authors. And Amazon has made it so easy. Amazon has doesn't done an amazing job of providing the tools for, for authors to use. So this will probably be an area we'll come back to. And then the last question we talked about, what's the best way to write a book? Start writing. 
And if the idea of writing, putting a whole book together just seems like an incredibly big task, start a blog. Focus on being consistent. Write once or twice a week, if that's the best you can do. But if you can put out, you know, two quality blogs a week on your particular subject, maybe 500 words or so, within six months or less, you will have a book manuscript. And then... It's just putting it together, editing it, revising it, formatting it, getting a cover, and hitting publish. So that's that's the next step. So we'll come back to this subject. I really appreciate all the great questions. It's interesting uh, talking about this. Uh, I hope it helps you. Um, I've been blessed to, to be able to talk to people and learn from them, and hopefully this is um, something that will help you. Um, and if you do have any questions about anything that you hear on Leading and Learning or you read on the blog, by all means, uh, contact me. Go to davidspell.com, leave a question or comment in the comments section of today's post, or uh, or send me an email, david at davidspell.com. But I'd love if you'd go to davidspell.com and subscribe to get my free newsletter. Um, I send out three blog posts a week. This podcast is one of them. And, you know, we're always talking about something interesting and something helpful, and I love interacting with you. Well, friends, thanks for being with me, and we'll see you next time on Leading and Learning.